Hey there, this is Motley Fool Answers, straight talk that'll have you making brilliant money moves in no time. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined by Robert Brokamp and Dayana Yoakum, personal finance experts and just generally nice people here at oh, The Motley Fool. Nice. Thank you. It's true. You don't know us well enough. Not at all. Today, we're going to talk about a taboo number, your credit score. Much like your age and your IQ, if your number is bad, you probably don't want to talk about it. And if it's good, no one wants to hear you talk about you it. You know what? Don't ask either. I've asked people like, how old do you think I am? I never like oh, the answer. Oh, never ask that question. Right. And I haven't asked about my IQ, but that'd probably be even more disappointing. In the show, we're going to reveal the mysteries and misconceptions about your credit score. And before we're done, we'll send you off with our best advice for attaining a stellar score. Spoiler alert, it's easy and simple. Finally, we're going to sit down with best-selling author Jake Halpern for three questions we always ask. So let's get into it, shall we? Let's. So what is your credit score? Let's see how Investopedia defines it. It's the statistically derived numeric expression of a person's creditworthiness that is used by lenders to assess the likelihood that a person will repay his or her debts. So I got bored at statistically derived. <laughs> Plain English, please. Plain English, your credit score is basically, in simple terms, your money GPA. It, it's a measurement of how well or how poorly you've handled money that you've borrowed from people. So, so like credit cards, bank loans, uh, car loans, even mortgage. student lo- mortgages, all, all of that stuff. And sometimes even your uti- like if, if a utility provider is reporting um, on your bill payment habits, that can show up there as well. So when a company requests your credit score, it's basically looking for an answer to the question of how much can I trust this person to pay me back? And the level of risk that they've deemed um, you bring to the table is then going to be reflected in the interest rate they charge you. So if they see a not so great credit score, they're going to charge you a higher interest rate. If you've got a stellar credit score, you're going to get a lower interest rate on whatever the terms of the loan are. So people often mix up credit score and credit report, like they use it kind of interchangeably, Yeah, but they are different. They are different. So your credit score is based on all of the information that's in your credit report. So think of your credit report like your school report card, all the individual, all the grades on in the individual classes there are recorded and then uh, go into that magic. A magic machine. The magic and math box. Yeah. Right. Outspits your number. Outspits the credit right. score. So which is, it, which it, we, we should say, FICO, one of the more popular ones, the credit scores tend to range, um, their range from 300 um, at the lowest to 850. So 850 is perfect. Yeah, and FICO so, was, de- was developed by two, actually, a mathematician and an electrical engineer from the 50s. So we are talking about a, a magical math box here. So it really is like something like a shoebox with a bunch of wires sticking out. Yeah, it's true. Don't touch 50s wires. It took up a whole <laughs> room. The cat inside might be dead or alive. <laughs> right. We don't know. So... Then, I, so if it's if companies use it to assess your ability to pay back the, an estimate of your ability to pay back a debt, I assume then it can have serious consequences for how much money you're going to pay next time you want to borrow. Right. So I was working with someone here at the Miley Fool was actually thinking of refinancing a school loan, and we were looking at a particular bank. This one was Citizens Bank, according to them. If you have excellent credit score, you're going to pay a four point seven percent. Who's them in this sentence? Them meaning Citizens Bank. Oh, okay. You can go on, they have a nice little calculator to figure all this out. Oh, so it, this is out there, this is public knowledge. Right, oh, yeah. this is real, this is a real situation here. Okay. So now if you have a good score, you're going to pay 6.3. If you have a fair score, you're paying 9.2. Wow. So huge difference in terms of 
monthly payment, but also the total payment over the length of the loan. You're talking thousands of dollars. And actually, it's not just lenders. Uh, insurance companies might look at it. Mm-hmm. Employers, uh, for when they look at, about half of employers look at it for people who are applying for a job because they want to know if they can trust them. But they look at your credit report, the not credit, your credit score. Right, exactly, not the score. But um, you definitely, that's one of the reasons why you want to make sure it's accurate, not just for an interest rate, but if you want a job, you've got to check that out and make sure there's nothing on there that's inaccurate, um, out of date, something like that. And interesting aside, there was a study done that showed that people who had higher cre- credit scores were deemed more attractive than those who had lower credit scores. <laughs> Seriously, like more physically attractive. Right. Th- th- that's like so, actually interesting. Like who can check your FICO um, or your report? They should let potential mates yeah. check that out. One report. It should be on your Match.com profile. Exactly. Like yeah. it should be something you can search for. Like exactly. only someone with 750 or above. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. All right. Well, we'll have to get into it. Dayana and I will have to chat later about just how ugly of a credit score she would still date. How low, <laughs> yeah, how low would she go? Where's the deal breaker? We are not co-signing. Right? <laughs> I will be paying all the bills. To make you it. will help me move heavy things around the house. <laughs> that's right. And kill eight-legged creatures. Yes. That's, that sounds like a good deal. Well, let's get into some of the big misconceptions about credit score because there are a lot of them. Um, and we already we talked about how credit report and credit score are two different things, but people often use them interchangeably. Diana, what do you think is one of the major misconceptions about credit scores? One of them is that um, you can fix your credit score quickly, and a lot of companies advertise we will we've got a fast fix system to raise your credit score so you can get those rock bottom interest rates on your loans. Not true. Don't, don't pay them. Don't don't yeah save your money. Another one is that you have one true credit score. Um, each bureau has actually a different type of formula. In fact, uh, each bureau often has different information on the credit report that they're looking at. So they're highly correlated, but you will get different scores. Yeah. Did we talk about that? How there's three different major credit reporting bureaus? Yeah. Trans. Let's see if I can. TransUnion. Equifax and Experian. Experian. Hey, yep. I got all Very three. Very good. Nice. Hey, hey thank you. That. <laughs> but everybody uses, uh, as for scores, they could say FICO score, like Kleenex, you know, Kleenex brand yeah. tissue. Um, so uh, uh, there's a true FICO score. And even FICO uh, has different scores that it provides various companies, like insurance companies, landlords, credit card companies. So th- no need to get into the weeds here. Again, directionally, you know, uh, uh, getting your FICO score is going to tell you where you stand. Right. So what, what doesn't get considered into your FICO score that people sometimes think matters? So a lot of people think that their, um, their age or their income is factored into their credit scores, and um, and that is not. Race, religion, m- and marital status are also not factors in um, in your credit score. And on the marital status, there's also no joint co- or couples credit score. Mm-hmm. That doesn't exist. And in fact, you might have joint loans. Uh, you might have each t- signed for your mortgage. The how that's paid, they don't. Th- it's going to be reported on both of your credit reports, so it will go into your individual scores. All right, Robert, how about you? I think you have the last one here. Yeah, one misconception is that checking your score will hurt your score. But actually, you can check it as many times as you want. It's other people checking it. Um, And you may have heard back in November, uh, Nicki Minaj had a problem because uh, some media outlet published an old contract and they didn't redact her social security number. A bunch of people checked her credit report and her credit score. Credit score drops about 100 points. 
Um, fortunately, there she was contacted and said something's going on here. But um, actually, the the record for most uh, inaccurate Social Security inquiries is this woman from 1938. They put a sample card in a wallet. Oh no! <laughs> it was the secretary at the wallet company. Forty forty thousand people. They th- like these people thought that was their social security number, and they started using it. FBI actually went to this woman's house because she thought something was wrong. And as recently as 1977 or something, people were still using her credit, her social security number. Aww. SWAT teams in the 30s are still scary. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. So then, we talked kind of we covered there the kind of the biggest misconceptions. I mean, we also talked about how the perfect score is 850. What do what do I have to do to achieve? credit score 850. What does that person uh, look like? Because apparently 0.05 of the population has attained this high level of transcendence right. known as the perfect credit score. Yeah. How did they get there? So what did they look like? They got there uh, because mainly the amount of time that they've had credit. So the uh, people with the per- perfect score have these things in common. They have at least 30 years of credit use, a few accounts that are at least 20 years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have that crusty old credit card, you know, that you took out back in the, uh, you know, 70s, 80s. Um, They've got four to six revolving accounts, meaning credit card accounts. They have no late payments in the pa- during the past seven years. Wow. So okay. no, oops, sorry, the dog ate the bill. The check will be in the mail soon. Seven years of perfect payment history. And they keep their debt levels low to less than 35% of their available credit. So, so they're basically goody two shoes goody, is what they are. Goody two shoes people Old goody with, two shoes. <laughs> with diners club cards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But they still have some credit. I mean, you have to have some credit yep. to get a good score. It's just not too much. On, on an individual source of credit. And they're not applying for a lot of new credit. Uh, there aren't, you know, other derogatory inquiries. That's so, so they're, yeah, they're just basically using using credit responsibly yeah. over a long period of time. First time I applied yeah. for a mortgage, I had an issue because I didn't have a credit card for a long time. Yeah. I was just doing cash, so I had you to get a credit card. You what was called a thin file. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been working on it. You're looking so slim and trim. It's the Zumba. <laughs> well, we could talk a lot about all the laundry list of things that you can do wrong to hurt to hurt your credit score. But let's talk about... Let's save that for happy hour. Let's save that for for a more fun time. So rather than list the laundry list of stuff that you could do that could could hurt it, um, what should I do? What should our listeners do right now to help improve their credit score? Well, I'll just say um, one thing is to anticipate any loans that you are going to take out. So um, for example, this person who was looking to refinance their student loan, I wanted to make sure that they checked their credit report and credit score beforehand so they have time now to take care of it rather than apply for the loan and find out then what your score is. Yeah, the, the more you know what's coming up six months, a year, the, the better shape you'll be in if there are problems in your credit with your credit score. So, because, again, like I said before, these things don't, you can't fix them overnight. Well, actually, there are, I laid. There are a few things you can fix overnight. Right, errors. The, errors. Yes, inaccuracies. So yeah. once you get those taken off, your score improves very quickly. After that, other things are going to take two, six, eight months to really start building up where you're going to see a difference in your score. So you want to get on this now before you go into that loan situation. So if I'm not anticipating buying a house, buying a car, taking out a big loan, what should I do next? Nothing. I love it. 
That's the and best. Inertia. I'm really I'm good at so that. I'm, <laughs> I'm really good at that too. Kick back. No, seriously, if you have a decent credit score, the biggest mistake you can make is actually fiddling with it. It's like, stop picking at that. It'll only get worse. So, Allison just made a sour face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like thinking of scabs. And now I've said scabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's now the third thing, a credit scab, which we'll get into in another show. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you don't want to say say if you're already around if your score is already around 760 770 you're good to go man and Diana will date you yeah you are totally <laughs> in the realm of possibility here's your cell phone <laughs> number no I'm just kidding no <laughs> but here's someone's social security number That's from right. the 1930s <laughs> but, poor poor Hilda Witcher but I think yeah that was once, her you, name. once you achieve decent enough credit. Don't don't go out there and try and um, you know re- don't reach for the stars. <laughs> I would like to quash your dreams right here. Just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Pay your bills on time. Payment history uh, counts for 35 percent of your overall credit score. If you have some late payments in the past, uh, that's okay. They're going to be on your report for around seven years. But it's your more recent behavior more that weighs more in that fancy shoebox equation that makes up your credit score. So So. pay your bills on time, use credit responsibly, keep keep the levels of debt below 30% um, of your credit limits, and lower than that if you're going into a loan situation. In fact, around 10% is where you want to be if you're applying for a loan. You started off by telling me I had to do nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's if you have per- if you have decent credit already. Okay. Do do nothing. Stop. Don't don't open new accounts. Don't think that you have to have, uh, carry debt to improve your score. Stop messing with stuff. Just live a good life. Yeah. Just live a good and, clean and, life and pay your bills on time. And pay your bills on time. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we get to talk to experts and smart people in a segment we call Three Questions We Always Ask. This week, we got to talk to Jake Halpern. He's a journalist whose work has appeared in The New Yorker, New York Times, and on NPR, and he is the author of Bad Paper, Chasing Debt from Wall Street to the Underworld. It's a fascinating read about the world of debt collection, and we got to ask him three questions. What is the dumbest thing you've ever charged to your credit card? The dumbest thing I ever charged to my credit card... Holy cow, that's a tough question. Yeah, um, I know. Dumbest thing I you ever... You might want to go back to your college years. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I feel like the dumbest thing I ever charged my credit card was actually a cheesecloth from Amazon Prime that was like $1.25 because I didn't believe that it could possibly be free delivery. I didn't even need a cheesecloth, but, but it was free delivery, and if Amazon goes out of business someday, that's why. That's stupid. All right. What's your best piece of advice for dealing with a debt collector? Um, make sure that before you open your wallet and pay that they're not a scam operation by going to the Better Business Bureau and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau websites and doing your research on them. Would you rather have a job as a debt collector or a garbage collector? Garbage collector. You're outside, you're right in the back of the truck, and you're a hero for four-year-olds. Okay, last part. It's the plug part. Why should our audience read your book? Because hopefully it's a rollicking tale about a banker and a bank robber and a bunch of sketchy dudes with guns that try to protect consumers. You can get his book, Bad Paper, Chasing Debt from Wall Street to the Underworld, anywhere books are sold. Because it's a book. Thanks to Jake Halpern for joining us for three questions we always ask. All right, so Robert and Diana, the question for you is, would you rather be a garbage collector or a debt collector? I'd rather be a garbage collector. 
for sure. Why? It's stinky and hard work. That and dumpster diving, man. People throw out really good stuff. Get first crack at it. Plus, it's like this enforced workout. Yeah, that's thing. true. What about you, Robert? Yeah, it was actually the enforced workout is good because I've been working on my thin file. But also, you know, the <laughs> garbage collector takes away the bad. Debt collector is the bringer of bad. I will say, however, that um, people who have bad credit, bad debt, not paying their bills, we all pay for that. So I'm happy that someone goes out there and collects that debt. Um, I just don't want to be the person who does it. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's a tough, that's a tough gig. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today. If you have questions that need answers, we're here to help. Just send an email to answers at fool.com and be sure to tell us what your credit score is and send along a picture for Diana to consider. <laughs> for Robert Brokamp and Diana Yoakum, I'm Allison Southwick. Fool on. Fool on.